To make a donation, visit biblicallycorrectpodcast.org slash donate. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for your support. Will you stand up for the Word of God? Welcome to the Biblically Correct Podcast. Shalom, y'all. This is the Biblically Correct Podcast, teaching biblical correctness in a biblically incorrect world. My name is Kevin Jeffrey. I am a Jewish follower of the Messiah Yeshua, Jesus, and I love teaching the scriptures. Each one of us believes that we know what's true, what's right and good. So then why do we disagree on what those things mean? How can each individual person redefine and live by their own truth? Because without a sole objective standard to guide and enlighten us, then truth can be found in any direction we choose. And that means that what's really true will be nearly impossible to find. Bearing the standard of Scripture, which we've been talking about for the last two episodes, means championing the Bible in both our words and actions as that sole objective standard. As disciples of Messiah, we're supposed to be looking only to Scripture to establish our values, determine our beliefs, and dictate the boundaries of our behavior. No other teacher, book, philosophy, or religion can authoritatively guide us in our walk, only the Word of God. Every scripture was breathed into existence for us by the God of Israel, not simply for our instruction and encouragement, but so that it could serve as a tangible rallying point, a perceptible place of focus by which everyone for all time could find, fix upon, and follow the Master Yeshua. But for today's body of Messiah, the heart-wrenching, stark reality is we've failed. We've collectively lowered the standard of Scripture. We've followed other banners, and we've let the authority of His thunderous voice be reduced to a whisper among a thousand conflicting sounds. Instead of unwaveringly bearing the standard of Scripture, we've left ourselves vulnerable to hostile influences, whether in our beliefs, the way we treat our loved ones, how we spend our time, even where we spend our money. We're being coaxed to give in to the enticement to live independently of God's Word. The world can no longer see us lifting up Scripture high above for all to see because we've permitted God's standard to be surrounded and obscured by a million different spiritual and societal flags. As a body, we've lost sight of the standard of Scripture because we have no idea where we left it. We need to come to terms with the fact that bearing the standard means far more than simply recognizing Scripture as the objective, authoritative, written Word of God. It's even more than knowing what the Scriptures say, more than faithfully turning to the Word for comfort, counsel, and inspiration. If it's really our intention to renounce the voices that we've allowed to influence us, to no longer live only for ourselves, but to follow Yeshua completely and without compromise, then we have to totally commit our lives to the Word of God in absolute, unconditional obedience. According to C.H. McIntosh, the 19th century Irish preacher, who I quote extensively in my book, Bearing the Standard, he says this, The grand business of the servant is to obey, 
simply to do what he is told. This makes all plain, and moreover, it will make the Bible precious as the depository of the master's will to which the servant must continually betake himself to know what he is to do and how he is to do it. From the decision of the word of God, there must be no appeal. When God speaks, man must bow. This, of course, is a slap in the face to our postmodern, post-truth thinking, which tells us to value our own thoughts and feelings above everything else, and to define freedom as the license to do as we please. But God's word imposes limits on where we can go and what we can do, not to stifle and smother us, but so that he can set us eternally free within the borders of his boundless protection and provision. We shouldn't resist God's word, but be thanking him that he hasn't left us to fend for ourselves, stranded and forsaken with no map, compass, or sustenance, but has preserved for us the completely sufficient, quote, depository of his will. In the scriptures, we have God's will spread out before us, fixed, immutable, and unchangeable. It won't modulate with our moods, accommodate our agendas, or sway with our subjective, spiritual, or rationalized insights. Though the Father invites us to draw near to his word for deeper understanding, he gives us no permission to challenge his wisdom and the finality of his rulings. Every thought, theory, assumption, plan, and opinion is subject to the authority of Scripture. It defines for us what is right, good, and true. It restricts us to godly thoughts, decisions, and behavior. In Yeshua, we're no longer at liberty to choose for ourselves how to use our time, abilities, and resources. Instead, we're expected to subject those choices to our Master's Word, to permit only His will to dictate the direction and actions of our lives. As Macintosh says, from the decision of the Word, there must be no appeal. When God speaks, men must bow. What the scriptures say is the end of the debate. Now, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. The price of obedience to the scriptures is high. Because to hold to such a narrow view of obedience is to invite misunderstanding, ridicule, and scorn. Even our own brothers and sisters in Messiah will criticize and dismiss our lives as useless and legalistic when we stand firm on the written word of God. Many will assert that if something doesn't directly contradict Scripture, then we're allowed to do it. If an action promotes love, peace, and acceptance, we're obliged to do it. And if we're all adults and supposedly not hurting anyone, then we're completely and totally free to do whatever we want. But permissiveness isn't the standard that the Scriptures tell us to bear. We're not exhorted to test the boundaries of broad-mindedness by going around through, and behind the back of God's Word. To obey the Scriptures isn't to cling unrelentingly to an arbitrary set of man-made principles, ethics, and laws. We're supposed to hold tenaciously to the incomparable teaching of Scripture because it is the unmatched, perfect Word of God, and it alone 
is deserving of our devotion. McIntosh further encourages us to take this stand when he says that when one is determined through grace to abide by Scripture, he will be pronounced dogmatic, intolerant, and dictatorial. And no doubt, one has to watch over his temper, spirit, and style, even when seeking to abide by the Word of God. But let him reverently bow to the authority of the Holy Scripture, and he will be looked upon as self-confident, dogmatic, and narrow-minded. Be it so. Man, I love that. Be it so. We absolutely need to be dogmatic by insisting that Scripture alone is right, trustworthy, and authoritative. We need to be utterly intolerant in the face of fleshly behavior, moral compromise, and unscriptural teaching. We need to be so completely narrow-minded when it comes to following the Master Yeshua that we are effectively blind to all other paths that supposedly lead to God. Seriously, are we supposed to be open to new ideas or flexible in our scriptural convictions? Are we supposed to celebrate sin in the name of tolerance and the world's definition of love? How can anything but obeying the master's commands demonstrate our wholehearted love and devotion to him? How can we as disciples of Messiah justify anything but narrow-mindedness, or if you prefer, single-mindedness, if we hope to successfully hear and follow God's word? Like the scriptures themselves, our single-mindedness to uphold the standard of God's word must also be fixed, immutable, and unchangeable. Macintosh pictures this perfectly when he also says that it is better, if it must be so, to stand like a marble statue on the pathway of obedience than to reach the most desirable ends by transgressing the plain precept of the word of God. From the narrow pathway of obedience, we must not move. We must not bend. We must not give way to the influences and temptations that are set against us to pull, push, and lure us from the straight and level way. At the approach of every opportunity, prospect, and alternative, against the urging of every voice, opinion, and inducement, at the threshold of every sidestep, shortcut, and detour, we must be ready and willing to stand, unmovable, unshakable, and, if it must be so, alone. To this path and this path alone, we must dedicate our feet, covenant our eyes, and obligate our hands to stand upon it as a statue if we must, but to nevertheless tenaciously hold to it at all costs. It is only by way of the narrow path of obedience that we will discover the truly fruitful life that comes from bearing the standard of Scripture. This is no less than what the Master Yeshua himself admonishes us in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. Go in through the narrow gate, because wide is the gate and broad is the road that is leading to the destruction, and many are those going in through it. How narrow is the gate and tight the road that is leading to the life, and few are those finding it. As disciples of Messiah, this is the very purpose of our lives. 
This is the reason we were created and chosen by God. We must commit our entire existence to the sole cause of bearing the standard because our failure to do so isn't only to our own detriment, but to the devastation of both the lukewarm and the lost. The responsibility rests on our shoulders as Yeshua's dedicated disciples to provide that tangible rallying point, that perceptible place of focus for those aimlessly wandering the broad road of destruction, to draw their attention and hearts toward the ultimate source of their deliverance, the only true way to life, the Master, the Messiah, Yeshua. I've only just scratched the surface in these last three teachings on what it truly means to bear the standard of Scripture. So before I close with a final exhortation, I really want to encourage you to pick up a copy of my book, Bearing the Standard, A Rallying Cry to Uphold the Scriptures. And you can do that by going to our website at order.bearingthestandard.org. That's order.bearingthestandard.org. The book is available as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook. We have additional small group materials to facilitate a deeper discussion about the topics found in the book. And we also offer huge bulk discounts of up to 81% off list price so that you can buy copies to give away to your family, friends, and congregations. My heart is that all followers of Yeshua everywhere will make this message their heartbeat as much as it is mine, so that we can all work together in unity for the sake of the good news and to restore the glory of the upraised banner of Scripture. But for now, we have a decision to make. It's time for us to pick a side. Will it be the broad road or the narrow path? to do what we will, or to do what we're told. The fallibility of our own thoughts, ideas, and desires under the influence of hostile forces, or the infallible instructions of only what the scriptures say. Which side do you choose? Because only one side is the side of the Messiah. The Master Yeshua exhorts us in Luke six forty six through 49 Why do you call me master, master, but do not do as I say? Everyone who is coming to me and is hearing my words and is doing them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is likened to a man building a house who dug and deepened and laid a foundation upon the rock. And a flood having come, the stream broke forth on that house and was not able to shake it because it had been well built. But he who heard my word and did not do it is likened to a man having built a house on the ground without a foundation against which the stream broke forth and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house became great. If you ever hope to be firmly planted on the rock, to be able to withstand any flood of destruction that comes against you, then you must admit the sufficiency and supremacy of Scripture. You need to be convicted that God's Word is enough to lead you through life and to accept the truth that it deserves your submission and is worthy of your allegiance. If you truly desire to live a life of righteousness, selflessness, and service to God, then you must permit His word alone to establish your values. 
His word alone to determine your beliefs, and His word alone to dictate the boundaries of your behavior. Every day, you must raise up the standard of Scripture in your life, set it up high above for all to see, and make it the sole objective, authority, and guide by which you find, fix upon, and follow the Master Yeshua. As a believer in Yeshua, the only real choice before you is to dedicate every breath of your being to bearing the standard of Scripture. The world is waiting for a generation of standard bearers who will stand firm on the unchangeable Word of God no matter the cost. Are you willing to join the cost? Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Biblically Correct Podcast. If you like this episode and want to see us make more, then we need your help. Visit our website at biblicallycorrectpodcast.org to support the work of Perfect Word Ministries and MJMI with your much-needed donations. And of course, don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, and ring the bell to receive notifications whenever a new episode is posted. If you have any questions about this teaching, or if there are any other topics you'd like to see me cover, leave me a comment, or shoot me an email at kevin at perfectword.org. That's kevin at perfectword.org. Until next time, remember that every scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for refuting, for setting a right, and for instruction that is in righteousness, so that the man of God may be fully equipped, having been completed for every good act. Shalom.